0: Testing, testing. One, two. Sibilance, sibilance. Can I get it to the red?
1: Yeah, you did.
0: Hello. Welcome to Dungeon Chatter. This is Travis.
1: This is Victoria.
0: And today, we're going to talk about... L, for level. So you have tuned in to the Dungeon Chatter podcast. And uh, what we do on the podcast is we talk through aspects of RPG design. We're going alphabetically uh, from A up through L. And uh, each show focuses on one of these concepts. So what we do is we talk about what the concept is. Uh, We talk about how different systems do it, focusing on um, things that we like and things that we don't like that other systems have going on. And then when that's done, uh, we give our pitch, and that's um, how we propose to handle that aspect of RPG design in our game. Then we do maybe some troubleshooting, and mm-hmm. then uh, we leave you with some really cool music.
1: That's <laughs> the most important part, is the cool music at the end.
0: Yes. And Victoria going, hi, this is Victoria. And then <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like that you do... My voice, high pitch?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. It is a little high
1: pitch. I, I know it is. <laughs> I don't hear it, though, in, like, real life.
0: True. So, Victoria, the concept is levels. hmm And I'm going to begin with a bold proclamation. Uh-huh. Um, I think, basically, RPGs need level or level-like concepts. Um, and so let's explain what it is. I believe back in the episode um, E... For mm-hmm. experience, we tackled this problem before, um, and maybe again in D for damage when we we're talking about hit points, right? So um, levels are essentially measures of uh, how difficult it is for a character to be overcome. Mm-hmm. And even if an RPG doesn't use level, like I'm a first level, I'm a tenth level, I'm a twentieth level, I'm a one hundredth level, even if it doesn't use that, um, even if an RPG doesn't use that, it still has to keep track of sort of you know how good you are at these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, So we're going to talk about um, leveled systems and level list systems, Uh, but we'll explain what we mean by that. And everything sort of has to have a type of – well, even if it doesn't have to, um, RPGs greatly benefit by having something like a level system. When it comes to RPG design, like if you're designing a module Mm – If you want to know, is this going to be too easy or too difficult for the players? You just kind of cross-check the levels of monsters, say, versus player characters, Mm -hmm. and that's one way of doing it. So you have to have some way of making this measurement.
1: Yeah, I can't think of a single RPG video game or tabletop that doesn't have some sort of progression of skills in some way, like where you are. I mean, I'm sure there are some video games out there that don't, but... And this might be semantical, but, like, those aren't RPGs if they don't have that progression to me. If there's mm, not—especially if there's not some way to choose your own progression.
2: Mm.
1: Some are—like, there are some narrative whatever, but it doesn't feel like an RPG, at least to me, if there's not some element of choosing how you progress.
0: Okay, so then, cool.
1: That's a bold proclamation, possibly, oh, okay. but, Yeah.
0: Yeah, so let me start then. Um, So I was going to begin by talking about strict leveled systems and talking about AD&D, but instead maybe I'll talk about um, Rogue. Yeah? Rogue, that um, video game RPG. Um, I can't remember if Rogue started in the late 70s or early 80s. Let's just say by 82-ish. It was pretty well established. Um, And it's a – I think it's an RPG, Mm-hmm. it's like a dungeon crawl RPG uh, where you are uh, Sir Rodney. I feel like we've talked about this before. We, this yeah, show. I yeah. think okay.
1: recently, actually, one of the last couple of episodes.
0: And so the idea is that um, there's a certain number of, of experience that you have to accumulate. Mm-hmm. And you do that in this game, I think, only by killing stuff. There's no other way to gain experience. Mm-hmm. And then when you reach a certain amount of experience... You level up. So I, I'm going to make up a number here, but I, I think it's 10 experience to second level. So you start at first level, you reach 10 experience by killing, I don't know, 10 bats or 10 snakes or maybe some other things might be worth 2 or 3 or 4 that you might be able to kill at first level. You kill them, you get 10 experience, and all of a sudden you're level 2, and you don't choose anything about your character. Um, your total number of hit points um, are apparently rolled for you, and that number is added to your hit points. And nothing else changes about your character. Wait, that's not true. You um, you have stats that change that you don't know about. Like, it becomes a little easier for you to hit stuff, for instance. Things like that.
1: You said something about rolling. So there is some sort of randomness. It's not a predetermined built right. into the code. Mm-hmm. This may seem like I'm picking and choosing and maybe a little, like, no true Scotsman. But mm-hmm. um, that sort of random, like you could play the game over again Mm -hmm. and not get the same level progression. Mm -hmm. And even though that's not you choosing, it's still, in a a dumb, weird way, like I know this isn't really true, but uh, it feels like you have influenced the outcome of the game somehow, even Mm -hmm. though you have nothing to do with the randomness of Mm -hmm. what you get. It's still sort of the same as like when you roll a die to hit someone, you have nothing to do with the outcome of that roll In particular, Mm -hmm. I mean, you add stats to it in your own way. But Mm -hmm. in that way, it it feels like an RPG.
0: Yeah, I mean, if a role-playing game is just a game in which you play a role, I mean, then like every game, almost every game at least, is a a role-playing game. But if you think that in addition you have to have this kind of um, level of contribution that you make as Mm -hmm. the character, um, then there are lots of ways that Rogue um, has that characteristic. Uh, so even, so you decide to attack, but you don't roll the die, right? The system rolls for you. So you're Mm -hmm. pressing the button, the arrow key toward an animal, like a a snake, Mm -hmm. um, makes the system roll a d20. Um, and if you equip a better or a worse weapon that has an impact, like you can equip food and attack with food. I mean, it turns out that it's really hard to kill stuff with food, but you can do it. Um, okay. you can uh, you can throw uh, a bow at someone and it, and it can hit and do damage right So you get to choose those things. Um, you get to choose whether you run away it, so you get to make all these choices uh, and I, I think you're right that just because you don't get to choose the number of hit points you get or something like that, that's not what disqualifies it from an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, there is still this um, idea of your level increasing as you go and even if you're not choosing any specific aspect of how you level up, I mean you're still choosing, kind of when and when to level up because you know you're Mm -hmm. killing the things you're
1: getting the experience that requires yeah i guess Mm -hmm.
0: um okay so uh yeah go ahead
1: like as opposed to uh some purely narrative video games where you just reach a milestone and you cannot do anything else until you reach that milestone Mm -hmm. like some tomb raider games Mm -hmm. maybe some that might be a good example like you you don't have those levels you just progress from story point to story point and even if the game does improve your scores like you don't really decide when that would happen Mm. you just decide how long it takes you to get to that point yeah very oh that's very (sighs) sketch sketch yeah not not the best
0: reasoning but I get it, right? So, mm-hmm. a system could be very in your face, like a level system could be very in your face, um, or really in the background. And mm-hmm. I wonder, like, some. So, um, a game like uh, Super Mario Bros., um, but I take it there are no levels, even though things about your character can change. So, you can be small, in which case one hit kills you. Mm-hmm. You can be big, in which case two hits kills you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be um, fi- Fat, able yeah. to shoot fireballs. Uh, you can be invincible. You can have all these different status effects. Um, Even though there's not a level, there's nothing that you take with you Mm -hmm. kind of long term as a permanent attribute of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what a level system is, I take it. It's these like permanent attributes that can improve throughout gameplay that go with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now maybe in in a game like um, Tomb Raider, I I don't remember if this was the case with Tomb Raider, but in some games like you can unlock skills. So maybe your character can jump higher after you complete certain missions or you can whatever. So now it's interesting Mm, whether that counts as a level. I'm not taking a stance on that, but it sounds yeah. like it would fit as a level um, as we're t- thinking about it. It would make you more difficult to be conquered just because, and it's a, it's a permanent thing that sticks with you, that would make you more difficult to be conquered, so it sounds kind of like a level.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure cool. it does. All right. So let's talk about, um, well, I, I want to introduce that distinction that we talked about off camera. Okay. Um, plateau versus uh, constant okay. kind of progression. Uh, and so this is a continuum, and I don't know that there's any system that is purely uh, plateau. Uh, that might be, I don't know, maybe there are purely plateaus. But uh, the other alternative is like a kind of constant uh, type of progression. And I can't think of any game that's a, a true constant progression. There's constant progression towards steps, mm-hmm. but not constant stepping, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, let, yeah, so let's talk about, you and I know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. but let's explain it to them. So uh, a plateaued approach, a plateaued approach would be like your character uh, has a certain uh, amount, like a certain skill level, we'll mm-hmm. say, and, and I mean level now, um, and then something happens, and all of a sudden, a bunch of, like there's a there's an increase mm-hmm. in your capacities, um, and that so lo- that duration leading up to the increase, and then there's the increase, so there's a step that's like a plateaued approach, and mm-hmm. then ideally your character continues to live, and keeps on doing that over and over and mm-hmm. over. So
1: by the end of that, you would have what looks kind of like a staircase mm-hmm. uh, of how much time you've spent in yeah. each level, and then just a dramatic vertical line to the next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, in the um, constant type or more constant type progression, it would look a lot more like a either a linear mm-hmm. progression or like a kind of slopy, like curvy line
2: mm-hmm. uh, that
0: doesn't have those sudden jumps in it. So one way or the other, it doesn't have a kind of sudden jump, but a more kind of constant rate of in- increase. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so now, um, as we explained, rogue, rogue is very obviously a, a plateaued approach, mm-hmm. right? So you're level one, and then you reach level two. Your hit points increase. Um, I think your ability to to hit things uh, increases, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So those are the only stats that really matter, I think. Um, uh, a system that I think people tend to be more familiar with is the syst- the level system, as introduced by uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and so let's talk about that in AD&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, So in AD&D, you're level one. uh, Your character has a certain level of... So if you're an adventurer, you typically begin at level one, Mm -hmm. um, which separates you from zero-level characters, which are like nobodies like us.
1: uh, Yeah, (laughs) NPCs, normal people.
0: (laughs) Uh, And so you're level one. You have a certain amount of experience that you need to pick up in order to go to level two. Mm -hmm. In D&D, fortunately, you don't have to just slaughter stuff. We've talked about other ways that you could get experience. Mm -hmm. You reach... Um, the requirement in terms of experience, and then you have to train or not, whatever, depending on the the game, Mm -hmm. Uh, and now you unlock your level. And your power level is one, and then all of a sudden it jumps to level two. Mm -hmm. And in one fell swoop, let's just suppose you're playing, um, you're a fighter, right? So you're level one, you have one ten-sided die for hit points. You level up, and so here's what happens. Now you um, roll a ten-sided die and add that many more hit points, so you could like double your hit points, Mm -hmm. You, um, depending on what level you go to, um, it might also uh, be a level where you uh, your to hit bonus increases, so you become more likely to hit things with each attack. And in D and D, it was a five percent increase because it's a twenty side to die, and you would only jump by a fighter would only ever jump by one. So every level, a fighter's chance to hit stuff increases by five percent roughly. Um, Rogues were different every three levels. Nope, clerics were different every three levels. Their number would increase by ten percent. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah,
1: yeah. A D and D sounds way too complicated for me. like just the oh, yeah. the differences, like the vast differences between different types mm-hmm. of um, characters. Is, well,
0: when we talk about yeah. three point five and five, uh, we'll talk through some of these differences. Yeah. I, I think you'll find that they're it's the same. Um, so it's just as complicated. Mm-hmm. It's just that I know second edition really well, and I don't know um, three point five or five very well.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. I do.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, again, there were these things called weapon proficiencies, which sort of cover how many different types of weapon you can use without looking like a fool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think every two or three levels for a fighter, you get one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are also non-weapon proficiencies, which were replaced by the skill system uh, in 3rd edition and beyond. Um, And so uh, I think every three levels for a fighter, you get one of those. Um, And then there was another thing. um, So they used to have these things called well, your saving throws, and those were different based on your class and all these other things. Um, But, yeah, so now they are, like, what, three types of save now?
1: Yeah, there's just the three, and it's based off of, in 3.5, they were called will, reflex, and fortitude, Mm -hmm. Um, but now it's just a constitution, which is a fortitude. Like, Mm -hmm. that was the exact same way you would get the the number. Will, which is wisdom, and reflex, which is a dexterity saving throw.
0: So there used to be others. that would be like um, petrify, polymorph, Rodstaff, wand, death magic. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, those e- ki- type of things. I
1: guess in five, in five, uh, fifth edition, uh, you can like there's like charisma saving throws and intelligence saving throws. Um, yeah. So all of there get there's six. There's a saving throw for every type of uh, base stat.
0: So complicated in second edition, those were called. Um, uh, Ability checks. Yeah. So
1: there's a difference between okay. checks and saving throws. You get like more bonuses to your saving throws than you do to your
0: checks. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So that's how um, second edition was too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a um, some continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, why I, I don't know, but uh, those are just different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so, um, as you level up, you kind of go and you look at all these cool things that might happen. By the way, if you're a fighter, other things might happen. Like, you might gain additional attacks. Like, mm-hmm. your your attack rate might increase. Um, if you gain a, a certain level and you have a weapon proficiency slot, now you can become specialized. Whoa. And right, and so, these cool things happen. So, your power level could jump massively by mm-hmm. increasing one level. Um, and I guess, sort of famously, if you're a a wizard... You're a level four and you're pathetic and useless to your party. Mm -hmm. And then you become level five and now you can cast Fireball. Um, And now all of a sudden, like, you're really awesome and useful for your party for one spell a day. Yeah. And then you're useless again. Uh, So that's actually pretty cool, right? So some of the ways that um, your character's skills increase dramatically. Mm -hmm. Um, And you made this point earlier about the experience level. Yeah. The relative strength.
1: Uh, I, I mean just that it doesn't matter if you have just become a, a level like six or level five wizard. even if you're like 20 points into being level five or 20 points away from turning level six, your, your base power level is the same. You get no bonuses uh, even though you've gained a, a lot of experience.
0: Yeah, and that becomes more pronounced at high levels where mm-hmm. um, so at low levels you know that might only be a couple thousand experience. Uh, but at high levels that that's 300,000 experience points.
1: Three hundred mm-hmm.
0: thousand, silly. Two fifty, I think, for warriors, right? So it's it, these are massive, massive amounts of experience.
1: Is that cumulative? Like, so you would keep counting up. Uh, so once you've reached whatever level,
0: I think to get, I, I I might be a little bit wrong here, but I think to reach level nine, you need two fifty, and then for level ten, you need two hundred fifty more. Okay. And then two hundred fifty thousand per level after that.
1: Wow. And okay. the other
0: classes are like whatever. Two, a rogue might be different, a little bit less. I can't remember. Cleric Mage might be 300,000 or something like that. But uh, look, they're just giant, giant numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, uh, so that's the the plainest, I think, plateau system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a system that people are very familiar with. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about another, like a, a kind of tweak on that system, which was the Middle-earth role-playing and the way that that system is slightly different and how that feeds into um, a kind of point-based system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Merp is... One of my favorite systems, I think I talk about it every episode. Whenever, like, I like to contrast what D and D was doing with what MERP was doing because it gives you these like two really cool approaches to RPGs. D and D smaller numbers focus on the D twenty. Uh, MERP larger numbers focus on the D one hundred. And so MERP was a leveled system that was plateaued, mm-hmm. uh, but it introduced these like um, a character sheet that had a lot of bubbles on them. So uh, one of your skills was one handed edged. So your skill like there was a weapon category mm-hmm. and then they were different like one-handed edge one-handed crushing two-handed weapons thrown missiles polearm something like that mm-hmm. uh, and so um you could start off with like your, your character at first level could start off with a bunch of different ranks uh and so it was like you fill in five dots mm-hmm. uh, and, but then when you level up um it'll your character might be like uh this fighter gains like three weapon levels
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh and so your character goes from level one to level two but your Skill your skill level with, um, say a one handed edge weapon could be way higher, like you could have like an eight maybe at level two. Um, and that meant in that game that's plus 40.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well,
0: yeah, so plus 40 percent, and you could have all these other bonuses added in. And so, one of the cool things about MURP is like if you played your cards right, you could have like a plus 100 to hit at like level three. Uh, which is pretty awesome.
1: Would that mean guaranteed hit? No, because no. okay. armors
0: could be really high, defense could be really high, and it's always you could roll negatives. Remember, <laughs> it's an open a oh. negative roll. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, but but if you have a plus one hundred, like you're going to hit a lot, and you're going to do criticals most of the time. Um, And so one of the coolest things about leveling up in Merp was filling in those dots uh, because there's just a quick visual representation of how awesome your character is. You hold up your sheet and you have all these uh, dots filled in and you're like, oh, that's an awesome character. Let me see that. That's
1: cool. That's yeah. funny because, uh, like, I know a lot of, like, what you want our character sheet to look like. And the more we, like, delve into, like, what you had to, like what you did in uh-huh. your past, the more things click <laughs> into place. Uh,
0: I, do, I do really like the idea of a kind of quick recognition just it is, to see.
1: Yeah, a very visual thing to just see how dark your sheet is, uh,
0: <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um. So that is um the way Merck does things, and um did you want to talk about another system uh that has a kind of uh plateaued approach or so like do you want to talk about any of the um video games
1: um, I mean so most systems do that sort of plateau mm-hmm. uh you had mentioned i don't know if you're gonna mention the still seven days to die yeah. um so if you're gonna mention that
0: uh Let's talk about um skills really quickly. Okay. Uh that's a kind of so they are like levels, skills and points. Mm-hmm. Um and this is uh 7 Days to Die is definitely a skill system, mm-hmm. right? Um so you have all these different skills uh like agility uh, no, actually I don't know now if agility is one of them. Uh stamina is one of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um health is one of them and then all these different like crafting skills and whatever. Um And so this is, I think, as close as you're going to get to a constant improvement uh, approach to levels. Yeah. Uh, Now, you also have a level in addition to all that, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a character level, but then you have a skill level too.
1: What does the character level tell you? Um,
0: So the character level, uh, every time you level up, you get a certain number of skill points. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that your level also like, so to unlock certain skills, you have to be a certain level. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea is to sort of control a little bit the, the areas you can go to and the things that you can accomplish at what speeds in the game. So if you have to reach level 20 before you can do this, then we know that it's not going to happen in the first couple days that you're on the island, you know, surviving from zombies. So so it can kind of help you control the flow of the game by controlling Skill limitations. Gotcha. But it also has these skills, and so I, I think one of the the closest examples to a constant skill progression type idea um, that you can get is in the the stamina stat or skill, whatever we're mm-hmm. calling it. Uh, and so the idea is um, that as you move um, and cover distance, that's what. So that's sort of like the equivalent of gaining experience. So I'm going to make up some numbers. Uh, so maybe like every um, three miles uh, that you cover, you get a level of stamina. Yeah. Um, that that's probably not right. It might be an increasing amount. So maybe like when you want run one mile, you become level two stamina. Uh, when you run another uh, two more miles then you get the next level maybe four miles you get the next level right so Mm -hmm. something like that yeah so it's um you're constantly improving it as you run uh even though you'll still see the plateau jumps right so Mm -hmm. um your experience is constantly going uh but the benefit from that experience will come in in jumps like a plateau
1: yeah and i mean let's be honest like if it were to like with every step you take it increases Mm -hmm. like that's that loses a bit of realism, too, because like every step you take, you, you have to stop and rest in order for you to gain the benefits. So it seems similar, comparable to how life happens. Yeah,
0: I'll buy that. Um, so that's a kind of uh, skilly-based system.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then um, the storyteller system, uh, so in particular Vampire, I think is a game that uh, took a lot of cues from Middle Earth role playing. So, in particular, it has ovals to be filled in, mm. right? Um, but, uh, uh, which is really cool, right? Uh, so you can see your character developing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but unlike uh, MERP, which was a level based system, um, there's not really a level in Vampire. The closest thing that it has is a generation, right? So how far removed are you from the original vampires? And that sets maxes that you can have. So how big can your blood pool be? Um, How high can your skills and stats go? Um, But it doesn't determine anything. Mm -hmm. Just how high can they go, not what are they? Yeah. Uh, It's only
1: a limitation, not a progression.
0: mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, as you're doing things and earning experiences uh, or experience points, Uh, you could at any time choose to spend your experience. Uh, So you could save them up um, and power up like three different skills all at once if you wanted, Uh, or you could just save them up and as soon as you reach the number of points necessary to increase one skill, spend the points, lose all those points, right? And Mm -hmm. have your skill increase. Uh, So it's still plateau-y in terms of um, that skill that's increasing, but in terms of overall improvements to your character, you're way more likely to make almost constant improvement. Like maybe every time you meet to play, you're improving your character in some way, which Mm -hmm. is just not what happens. Yeah. In D. &D. True. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh so that gives us the plateau versus the constant improvement setting or setup. Mm -hmm. Um, we have the pure level based systems, uh like A D and D for instance. Um, we have um, the points where you spend points,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and we also have like the skill where the individual skills increase as you do stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sound good? Sounds good. Uh, so which one do you think is a good one? What should we go with?
1: Well, wild guess. I'm going to go uh, plateau, obviously. Yeah, best, obviously. Best way to, to do it.
0: Yeah, um, and there are only two levels. Um, Your uh, level one, which we call Wussy, um, or level two, which we call Boss. um,
2: Uh, Hard ass. Hard ass is what we we decided on.
0: (laughs) Um, And it takes fifty-seven trillion and eight um, experience.
1: That's a fifty-seven trillion, (laughs) and then nothing for the billions, nothing for the millions.
0: Yeah. Eight. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No. So it's not going to be an especially plateaued approach. Yeah. Uh, So I'm a big fan of the uh, points-based approach. Uh, and so that's the thought. So um, I have it here written out. Um, uh, skills in general in this game uh, go from like zero to three. They could go higher. There's not theoretically a max on them.
1: Oh, is it really not? Because I thought like three was you are boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're you really awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can go your... What would even, what would 4 be? Well, so um, like, 3
0: gives you something like a 98% chance of success at a normal difficulty, 97 yeah. point something. Uh, but then 4 gives you something like a 99 point whatever, and 5 gives you a 99 point something. It's never going to, well, um, actually, so uh, you could reach, I guess, so if you're plus 9, I then the say, minimum you could roll is a 10.
1: Yeah, I was going to say you'd have to, just because it, it, it always has a 1 on it. Yeah.
0: But... Um, even if you had a 9 skill level, which would be absolutely ridiculous, um, if you did things that had difficulty levels that were high, then you could fail, because remember, it's taking away dice. So uh, a plus 3 in this system means 1 die 20 plus 3 die 6. A plus 2 is 1 die 20 plus 2 die 6. But for every level of difficulty that there is, you subtract a die 6. So even if you had a plus 9 skill level, that would be rolling 1 die 20 plus 9 die 6. The lowest you could roll there would be a 10. Um, But... If you did something that was very challenging, it could have a skill – sorry, a difficulty, a level of, like, three or four or five, in which case, you know, Mm -hmm. you could fail. It just allows you to do cooler stuff.
2: Yeah,
1: interesting. I just was trying to picture, like, what a level nine – like, how Mm – who would even be level nine in something, and what would a level nine difficulty rating – like, would that just be trying to will something into existence, like, something that should be impossible –
0: Um, No, I mean, if it's impossible, then it's impossible. But um, I'm trying to think. So um, what would be a good example? Um, Maybe like a, 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 suppose we had a skill that was something like um, demolitions, right? So making bombs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, someone who's trained as a demolitions expert probably has like at least a two, possibly a three level um, in demolitions. And then there are people who just kind of do this their whole life, right? And Mm -hmm. they just become increasingly skilled um, at the ability to, especially to make bombs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so suppose someone ends up having like a plus five or plus six, uh, which means like if they have the normal equipment to make a bomb, then they're going to make a bomb and it's going to be a good bomb and it's not going to destroy them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what if they're locked in a room and all they have is a paperback novel.
1: Yeah.
0: And <laughs> some diffi- toothpicks. Yeah, what's the difficulty level on that? I don't know, but really high. Um, I don't know if it's impossible. So let's just say it's not impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, But what's the difficulty level there? I don't know. Like at least a minus three, because I think of minus three, the, the system typically ranges in the plus three to minus three, meaning like um, if you have a plus three modifier, it's because of very easy or great skill. A minus three is pathetic skill um or very hard mm-hmm. so it's at the very least a minus three um i think it would be sensible to um go like a minus four minus five there you go yeah
1: okay. i think you'd have to do some research as a dm to to un like even understand if that was impossible or not though maybe yeah. Uh, yeah. you know
0: you could just call it like you see it minus yeah. five and then, you know, um, if someone wants to argue that, uh, then we have our rule in place, which is if the uh, people unanimously vote uh, to do whichever, then that's our, our rule. So when there's like a disagreement between a DM and a player, um, the DM's right unless they, they get unanimous yeah. yeah. That's so what there you, you go. said. That's what and I said.
1: And you're
0: the DM. Uh, so there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh,
1: yeah. Sorry, I might have gotten this off on that tangent. What were we? We were talking about the difficulty ratings. So, and three not being the the highest level, so it can go
0: up. Yeah, and so the general idea is that if you want to, so we talked before about experience points. Um, I'll just throw out some numbers here. Um, so if you want to go from a level zero to a one, which means like you want to. Uh, Sorry, you want to learn a new zero level skill. Sorry, uh, that's uh, two experience points. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to, to plus one, it's four points. If you want to go to plus two, it's eight. If you want to go to plus three, that's 16.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the, it just continues that progression. So if you want to go to a four, then it's 32. Uh, five is 64, and it keeps going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, that seems like a ton of experience. Yeah, right, but anything over level three is like absurdly good at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it takes a ton of skill and time and training.
1: Yeah, makes sense. And this is something that, like, has changed since we started doing these podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. like the the numbers mm-hmm. and um, what would be a progression. Because before, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've gotten rid of this, there would be, like, subclasses to mm-hmm. uh, what you would do. Correct. And you can get more and more subclasses underneath your, your main skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you've done away with those, correct?
0: Yeah, I decided that um, this is one of those times where we thought about the trade-off in um, – you know, quickness, calculability, like all those different things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I thought that there were just different ways of getting the, the flavor pieces mm-hmm. and, and those sub-skills and things like that were designed for uh, flavor. But I don't know that they're especially important, actually.
1: Yeah. It also kind of seemed like – so it was like one skill point or one experience point to get a new one of those sub-whatever Um So it it sort of decreased the likelihood that you would want to get a new zero-level skill um, instead of just taking a new sub-point if it was at all kind of related to the thing Mm -hmm. that you already had.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so, Mm
1: -hmm. but yeah.
0: Yeah, there's just different ways of, you know, so um, some systems have uh, very tightly grouped um, and very tightly defined uh, skills, and other systems um, have kind of broader Um, more open-ended and so the system is more open-ended so it takes more from the player like the player has to put more into it Mm -hmm. uh but putting that being willing to put that into it makes the game hopefully just go faster right so we don't have to sit down and look up all all kinds of complicated bookkeeping yeah that's true all right so there was the pitch
1: was the pitch
0: now we come back to troubleshooting
1: troubleshooting
0: what do you say about troubleshooting
1: I mean, we we kind of went over the things that we've already addressed, uh, which was the the subplots. Um, so, f- which would kind of make it easier to get some skills that they were re- related to things you already did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be more limiting in your progression if you wanted to take those skills to higher. You know, whatever mm-hmm. they were just sub level, so you couldn't really increase those. So I think that that was a smart move to get rid of the, the subplot for mm-hmm. sub skills. Mm-hmm. Um, current troubleshooting I don't know because we we've done a lot of play testing with the old mm-hmm. system. so it's hard to think of things that we haven't already addressed mm-hmm. uh, without play testing it True. now because we've already had some experience with the old system. so it's hard yeah. to you know imagine yeah. what the differences are going to be now.
0: Um, I got you. Shall we make the announcement about the new thing that we're doing? Sure. Go for it. So we're playing a new system. Well, not a new system. We're playing a new um setting. Setting,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and so um, this is what we're calling hashtag Beyond. Beyond. Um, so it's a present day. Um, what would you call it? Would you call it like supernatural? Like it's dealing with stu- stuff beyond nature.
1: Um, I was gonna go with paranormal.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because of
1: copyright.
0: Right, right, right. It's uh, not at all like <laughs> Sam and Dean Winchester stuff. Not at all like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Uh, no,
1: no, Wincest.
0: Yeah. So it's it's um, it is exactly that, uh, and so uh, yeah. that's what we're play testing. <laughs> Um we I've made up a couple um, modules. Um, we have a party of three uh, characters made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, Erica Victoria and Austin uh, have an interesting group. Mm-hmm. Um, they've used um, the new character creation system, which is the yeah. um, what's that called uh, the um, Adventure? Like the forking paths. Forking um, paths. Yeah. Okay. The, the forking path, not the choose your own adventure. Um, it's um the uh forking forking paths uh, <laughs> we, method of This <laughs>
1: podcast makes it seem like we don't do anything original. We just steal ideas, <laughs> like mm. which is not true. We yeah. just like to you know yeah. compare them to things we know.
0: Yes uh so um they've made those characters using that system uh Mm -hmm. they're gonna we're gonna be using this um experience and this level system Mm -hmm. uh and so uh we'll see how it goes um maybe we'll be back in a couple weeks with m Mm. m is either for i think maps or monsters Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i'd be super excited for maps depending on you know because we've talked recently about what's oh yeah
0: yeah oh yeah i was thinking about the guy that we were going to interview previously who kind of
1: who didn't get back to us?
0: Well, kind of, only kind of got back to us. Aww. He's got a he's got a young kid, so things yeah, are difficult. I get it. Things are difficult. Um, uh, so uh, M for maps or M for monsters? Um, yeah, but maybe M for maps. That could be fun. That could we have some ideas.
1: Yeah, I'm super into maps.
0: Cool. Uh, so typically at this point we would do a recap, um, and so here's how things went. Uh, so this was L four. Level. And um, again, the concept is that it's this kind of general all-purpose measure of how difficult it is uh, to overcome a particular character. Um, And we talked about strict level systems, which are very much um, of the plateau variety. Uh, So plateau variety... You want to explain it? You did a nice job earlier.
1: The plateau, uh, where it's just where you are at a constant skill level, no matter how far progressed you are towards the next level, your skill level is still the same. So mm-hmm. uh, if you were to look at like the time you spent in that level and then the power uh, level that you are, it would look like, like steps, like mm-hmm. a, a staircase, uh, where you just have a... A flat line, because you are constantly at the same level, and then a sharp vertical jump where you gain all of your skills for the next level at once.
0: Which we would call level up. Yeah. Um, And so uh, AD&D and MERP are um, kind of strict level plateau systems. Mm -hmm. Um, When you level up, you increase... um, For AD&D, for instance, you increase your hit points, you increase your... Uh, Thac zero, so you're Thaco. You're to hit armor class zero. If it's second edition, that's just how likely you are to hit something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you, in, you at certain levels, uh, you gain new weapon proficiencies, uh, non weapon proficiencies. Um, if you're a spellcaster, you gain new spells and occasionally access to new spell levels. Uh, roughly every two levels, every two levels that is. Um, <clears throat> saving throws, right? So all these different things about your character change. Um, and pretty much the same thing happens in Merp. Uh, you have a little bit more uh, freedom in kind of choosing how to, stri- how to distribute these things. So you kind of get points when you level up, like a, a massive allotment of points that are kind of broken up. Like if you're a fighter, maybe you get like three weapon skills, say. Mm-hmm. Um, three weapon points, roughly. Uh, that's not, more like skills, but point. I'll just call them points for now because you're filling in those ovals. Um, and maybe like one in general skills and one in body development, which is like actually a stat that corresponds to your hit points, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's sort of how things go. Um, and then we talked about systems that uh, rather than the plateau are much more kind of constant progress. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the clearest example that I can think of is... Um, just that stamina skill, for instance, in Seven Days to Die, where mm-hmm. uh, by running, you're constantly leveling up. Um, and that skill level is different from your individual level. Uh, so there's going to be a correlation there, right? Mm-hmm. So the higher uh, experience level you are, the higher your skills will be. Uh, but you could have a super high level of skill uh, while being very low level.
2: If you just sense. run around a
0: lot or just like stand there forging things over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, or chopping wood over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then in between, we talked about um, a kind of point-based system, uh, like the storyteller system. Uh, and that would be, so like a vampire, uh, you have a bunch of uh, experience points. And adding in, like filling in the next oval on your sheet takes a certain number of points depending upon what it is so is it a stat is it a skill like an attribute or a skill or a hit point or whatever Mm -hmm. um it costs a certain number of points um and i think that that system's awesome awesome that approach is awesome Mm -hmm. and that's just what we're going to use uh so it's a kind of point based system a certain number of points to increase your skills um Mm -hmm. it's and our system is almost entirely skill-based uh so that's the pitch that we're going with I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, right? That um, one of the reasons why games kind of, if you don't need something like this, um, it's at least incredibly useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so it's this idea that um, if I'm creating a party, you know, a group of people to fight against an, N, uh, sorry, an NPC party, so a non-player character party to fight against the PCs, uh, and I look, then what I would do is I would look at the party level and I'd see what level they are based mm-hmm. off their experience level. And then I would make an NPC party that level.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That's how DMs know how to balance a fight so that it's not too yeah. easy and kind of boring or not too, you know, it, it's not going to be a total party kill
0: where everyone dies. Now, in Vampire, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you wouldn't... It, it's a little harder because, again, there aren't levels. So you have to think, um, here are some humans. Um, how many humans... It, right? Uh, does it take to make a, a good challenge against vampires? You need, yeah. You need. I say this word a lot, but you need some kind of proxy which demonstrates the kind of relative level of difficulty to overcome that thing. And to the extent that you have a non-level system, you need to come up with a different proxy. The level is the proxy already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to come up with a different thing. Uh, so in our game, one proxy could be the total number of points that your character has earned.
1: Sounds about right. So it sounds super difficult for you to... Um... Bookkeep? Yeah, bookkeep. Yeah, so it seems like it would be a difficult system to manage because uh, then how do you put those points? Like you could accidentally or possibly intentionally pick mm-hmm. something that... Like if they're fighting a party that has like nine uh, skill points amongst them... Mm-hmm and you make one NPC that's got nine skill points right. in shotgun blasts, mm-hmm. and they're f- amazing with shotgun blasts, mm-hmm. it's very likely that that could still be overpowering even though the numbers
0: line up. Uh, right, so points versus ranks. Um, ranks are the, like the actual bonus that you have, mm-hmm. like your skill level. Uh, points are just how many points it took to get there. Mm-hmm. So uh, nine points would only get you to... Like, not quite there.
1: Okay, so right? so, so like plus, I see. Yeah. So you would still divvy it up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, but let me say something. Uh, so I think you're on to something here, right? So um, what if we say, uh, here's a party of uh, five ninth-level characters in AD&D. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, they're all rogues. Uh, so what's a good challenge for them? Uh, and if you throw them up against um, a group of five ninth-level uh, fighters, then it depends how they're going against those fighters. If they just go into direct combat against them, um, they'll be totally destroyed. Mm-hmm. So um, it sounded like so your concern was about total number of points. And, and I'm just suggesting that um, even in leveled se- uh, systems, like um, you have to take strategy and those kind of things into account. That's all I was suggesting.
1: Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I understand that they're still uh, apart. But with such an open-ended system,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's hard to imagine how the 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 things that people take will balance out but i Mm -hmm. guess that's true of like i mean a character can put all of their points into charisma and wisdom even though they're a Mm -hmm. fighter and Mm -hmm. mess up their
0: character the same
1: way so
0: yeah and uh or keep splitting up their weapon skills rather than concentrating that used to be a way that you could do it so you Mm -hmm. i can use all these weapons but none of them especially well
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um uh i have got to look in i should look into the storyteller system and see if there's um so uh, we know that in dungeons and dragons in the uh dungeon master's handbook there's like this challenge rating which is something that here's the like the problem is that um level is an imperfect proxy of this thing so that's why third edition and later created this challenge rating thing right so it's like a new kind of proxy mm mm-hmm. you know yeah. So uh, levels already imperfect. So the fact that our uh, proxy is imperfect isn't a novel problem. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I wrote a blog on this. So if you go to dungeonchatter.com, Com, check it out. I think it's called um on uh like something like levels for levelless systems or on leveling something like that. So it talks about um this this just this problem of coming up with a proxy and how I propose to do it in the system. Uh, that's just from a – so that's not an important question, I think, from character creation point of view. That's for the DMing side or for the GM side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm really curious where – so challenge rating is what 3rd Edition and beyond, I think, have done in order to come up with that proxy. I wonder if there's a proxy like that that the storyteller systems have come up with. I should look into it.
1: Yeah, that might be a good info.
0: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, so that was a cool wrinkle that we really should have added in, and so I'm glad we came back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, daughter? Um,
1: nothing that seems super important. Um, I remember before we uh, started the podcast, you were talking about um, the bookkeeping side mm. of leveling yeah. versus, uh, like, there is a nice, like, fluidity to you get a point Um, or like an experience point and then you just look at how many you have and you can spend it as you want and Mm -hmm. you don't have to keep track of everything that would change in a a plateau system uh, Mm -hmm. like you were talking about and you'd have I don't know uh, AD&D as well Mm -hmm. but I know in 3.5 if your dexterity increased it would affect a lot of things on your sheet it would affect your AC it would affect your um, initiative and any of the the many skills that you would have that would be dexterity based so you have to go through with like a, a fine-tooth comb to sort of make sure that you're not missing things as you level because it's sort of possible to get a couple levels in and realize oh hey I forgot about this one skill that I haven't leveled but I don't know where it would be now because I didn't keep track of
0: Everything along the way. You know what we should do? Mm. You know those um, time-elapse videos where they show you how to cook stuff? Yeah. We should do those for leveling up in different systems. Like we should do one in the second <laughs> edition and one in Murph and one in Vampire just to, to kind of demonstrate. That would be uh, really cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'd be super into that. Cool. Yeah.
0: Are your hands um, up from doing some hand modeling possibly? I um, uh, Okay, uh. my hands. You might see my hands then as I write stuff out. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That
1: would be fun.
0: Yeah, I think uh, – so what um, – one possible takeaway from the bookkeeping thing is, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's the ease of this system. Like you can be planning like, oh, man, if I just get one more experience point, I know exactly what I'm going to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but there was also, you know, people like me who like big numbers. Wow, leveling, leveling up in Merp was so much fun because, it, it, you know, it would – that could be – like that would be your downtime between sessions would be thinking about, wow, how am I going to spend all these points, right? And then I have to do all the math and update it, yeah. uh, which is fun. For
1: people who enjoy
0: doing that, yeah. Right. I think I'd rather uh, keep downtime now for doing things that are character um, as uh, story related,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
0: So um, yeah, so different benefits to different systems. And I think mm-hmm. we've chosen the right way. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so maybe we'll be back in two weeks, um, and hopefully we'll have at least one update from Blood Oranges, which is the name of the uh, module that I'll be running for our um, kind of reboot on the system uh, with a, the uh, supernatural type uh, beyond, what do you call it, paranormal? Paranormal. Present-day paranormal setting in the good old state of Florida. hmm Cool? Cool. Sounds fun. All right, so... Um, This has been Travis.
1: This has been Victoria.
0: And you've been listening to. Hey there.
1: Thanks for listening to Episode 12. If you want more Dungeon Chatter, please check us out at dungeonchatter.com or follow us on Twitter at at Dungeon Chatter. And if you liked our show, it'd be super cool if you left a review on iTunes and told your friends who are also into RPG stuff, or maybe curious about RPG stuff, or maybe completely indifferent to RPGs entirely, but you think might still enjoy this. We definitely appreciate it. Our next episode, M is for maps, or maybe monsters, We'll be out in two weeks on Monday, April 1st, so we hope to see you then. Thanks again
2: for listening.